to be in God's presence. Hallelujah. Humbly have your seat. It is a great privilege tonight to stand in the stead of the resident pastor and in the stead of the bishop to deliver a very deep truth, which is a foundational part of our Christian faith. Hallelujah. Tonight, the honor is ours to celebrate the presence of our sweet mom. Oh, you didn't understand. Hallelujah. Mommy, it's always a blessing. It's always a blessing to have you. When I saw, when I came in and I saw mommy, I was like, glory to God. What a way to escape. Hallelujah. Immediately that thought came. Then today's message came to mind. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Say, so, oh, the word of God doesn't make it easy like that too. <laughs> but it's still a blessing. Hallelujah. How many of us remember the team for this month of April? The team is what? Hallelujah. I hope it has not disappeared. Sacrifice my access to what? Divine placement. A very heavyweight team for the month. And I believe that it is a solid team that will guide us throughout the rest of the month in the year. Hallelujah. But tonight I'll be speaking on the pearls of sacrifice. Pearls are precious jewels. I'm told it's very expensive. Hallelujah. It is embedded deep down in the heart of the ocean. Many risk their life trying to get pearls. Hallelujah. Why? Because it's valuable. And things that are of value are hidden in deep parts. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things that are expensive are not on the surface. Praise the Lord. So it is important we know some of these things that will help enrich our faith. Someone asked a question. How come some people who are also born again like us in the Bible, they could say, be healed and people are healed. And we say, be healed and the people are still sick. And I said, because they knew something and they were practicing something, we are not ready. But when we choose to know what they knew and to practice what they practice, we will command the same result. Hallelujah. And one of such is sacrifice. Hallelujah. I want us to understand that the whole of Christianity hinges on one important word love and this love is typified by this word also sacrifice so when someone says I love you and the person is not willing to sacrifice that love is questionable Jesus says this is how they will know that you are my disciples that you love one another so love actually is that which characterizes a disciple or a believer but this love also is not something that cannot be seen or felt it's an expression that we can see. It's an expression that can be handled. For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. Now what God gave was not an ordinary giving. It is that which we call sacrifice. Why? Because a man was hanged on the tree or on the cross. And we know that scripture says that curse is he that is hanged on the tree. That sacrifice was to swallow up every curse that limited men. Hallelujah. Actually, a true sacrifice, every true sacrifice handles an issue or a matter. Hello? And you see, our Christian faith is to handle matters. Have you ever read a scripture that says that we are the light of the world? And what is the essence of light? It expels darkness. 
So that means that your faith is to handle a certain matter in life. It will expel everywhere the lie of the enemy has dominated. Wow. Tell somebody you are not a common man. So if a woman doesn't mean you are, this one is the general term for all mankind. Hallelujah. Tell another person you are not a common man. Hallelujah. So the whole thing about our Christian faith hinges on what? Love. Which is typified by sacrifice. In fact, our call is a call of sacrifice. Tell somebody your call is a call unto sacrifice. So if sacrifice is not a part of your life, I'm not sure you are called a believer. When you are self-centered, always thinking about yourself, I am myself. You are a dangerous saint. <laughs> In fact, we doubt if you are. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Matthew 16, 24. I want to prove to us that our calling is a call of sacrifice. So don't negate sacrifice from your work with the Lord. Then Jesus said to his disciples, to who? Did he speak to all the people? But to his what? And we all know who a disciple is by now. One who follows the teaching of another. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his what? <coughs> and take up his what? When you see the word cross, what comes to mind? Does it mean you are crossing a road? So in this context, when the word cross comes to mind, what comes to your mind? What must come to your mind actually? Oh, talk to me. Which kind of cross? Which kind of cross? Yes, Ms. Matthew. Is it dummy crossing? Which one? Which type of cross are we looking at? Oh. You have read, you, you buy. Yes, which cross comes to mind? The cross of Christ. Hallelujah. Ah, you are afraid to say it eh? Because when you, bad thing, when you saw the cross of Christ, you saw what happened. Recently, I saw a video on Facebook. Mommy, they were trying to enact the crucifixion of Christ. Eh? <laughs> they were beating the guy and realized that, Charlie, why? That he gave a massa last kick. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yes, you said, it means that the cross of Christ isn't a cheap one, isn't it? It's not a joking matter. I'm sure that's why many of you didn't want to refer to it. Because when you imagine the big things, the torture, you don't want. But that is the same cross Jesus was talking to. Why a Christian is one who is like Christ. So if he is talking about cross, he is talking about the same cross he bore. The cross upon which he was rejected. So it is normal when you are a Christian, you are rejected. Hello? Are you getting it? He was betrayed. It is normal when you are a Christian and you are betrayed. It is part of your calling. They lied against him. You are here, they lied against me. Take up your cross. They will butcher you. Tell somebody they shall butcher you. So you realize that from this first instance, you realize that Christianity is not a tremendous congregation. Mommy, no roof with you, that things. As for me, where I'm coming from, there is AC and I came here, you people, you are blowing me heat, you are blowing me heat. We, we will blow you fire. Mommy, because I understood that in the Greek and the Hebrew language, 
the word for sacrifice determines to kill by fire. Hello? In the Hebrew tongue, the Greek tongue, the definition for the word sacrifice is to kill you by what? And you are here thinking of this. We shall kill you by. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you happy? Yeah. Sometimes we need hard teachings to solidify our faith. Amen. So Jesus said, and nobody will come after me must deny himself, self-denial. So there is no room for self-centeredness. Hey, as for me, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a doctorate degree holder. And I come to this church, they make me sit anywhere, not in front. Hey! We will crucify the doctorate. And there is no room for self-centeredness. And there is no room for selfishness. Everything else is about him. Hello. So that means there is no room for self-importance. Don't you know I just came from the stage? There is a way you must treat me. Treat you how? No, 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 you don't do that. So, our calling is a call on to sacrifice, isn't it? Luke chapter 9, verse 23. The scripture says the same thing there. But added an, adds an important word daily. Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So the taking up of the cross is not a Sunday event. Every day, Monday, you are bearing your cross. That is where self wants to manifest itself and do what it pleases. But you put it under control. Not my will, his will. Not my desire, his desires. It's a daily. This is the call we've received. So a call without sacrifice is not a call that Christ made. So if you want to check yourself, whether you are in the faith or not, whether you are of Christ or not, this is the litmus test. Are you living for self or you are living for him? Because it is a call unto what? Sacrifice. Hallelujah. And remember we said that sacrifice is our access to divine placement. Who you are in Christ is proved by your sacrifice. How far are you willing to obey him? How far are you willing to go with him? Hello. So when someone says, I am seated in Christ, far above, measure your sacrifices. Hallelujah. Have you not met Christians who can quote scripture? They quote it, but when trouble comes, my goodness, you will see something. That is why the devil doesn't fear. That is why it looks as if the church doesn't have power. But if we come to the place we understand that it is a call unto sacrifice, Sacrifice is the only medium by which power is unleashed. Do you know when Jesus became a man, he was restricted and limited in power and in many things. But when he died and rose again, the scripture makes us to understand he obtained a name that is above every other name. That at the mention of the name Jesus, every knee in the heavens and on the earth, even underneath the earth bows, and every time confesses that he is what? He is Lord. It only happened when he fulfilled the mandate of the cross. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not only when he became a man and dwelt amongst us. The whole matter was summed up and completed. When he died, he allowed himself to be crucified. And he was raised from the dead. Then, that reality became. 
So you see, there is a reality about you that indeed you are the child of God. You are born of God and he that is born of God has overcome the world. But the manifestation of this truth will be seen tangibly after sacrifice. And what is that sacrifice? Ask somebody, what is sacrifice? Hey, are you following? The dictionary says that sacrifice is an act of slaughtering an animal or a person. An act of slaughtering or an act of killing. Either an animal or what? A person. It is also an act of surrendering a possession as an offering to a deity. So an act of surrendering what? A possession, what you own as property. What you can call your own as an offering to a deity. And in our contest, offering your possession or yourself as an offering unto the Lord. That is sacrifice. Killing. To kill is to take away your life. Or to give your life unto another. So in Christian context, a sacrifice is the giving away of self unto the Lord. Is it a good picture? The giving of what? Self unto the Lord. The dictionary also said to give up something valued for the sake of other considerations. To give up something valued, that which you value, whatever you value, giving it up. For, other, for the sake of other considerations. And finally, the dictionary also gave us this definition that sacrifice is the act of giving up something that you want to keep. Something you want to keep. Especially in order to get or do something else or to help someone. So when you are ready to give up something in order for you to get something else or to help someone else, it is called what? Sacrifice. When God wanted to attain men and to make men his own choice treasure and to make men his children, he gave us something. There is an old hymn that says that on the old ragged cross, where the best and the dearest and the best was hung. How many of you have ever heard that hymn? Yeah. So what God gave was the best in exchange of you. So a man of God rightly said that the value of every man is the blood of Jesus. And you know the blood of Jesus is the most expensive commodity. So as you are looking at me, you are the most expensive entity on earth. That is why it is insulting as a lady. When someone tells you that I will give you a thousand dollar or ten thousand pounds for me to sleep with you and you allow it. It is a clear sign that you don't know your value. You have valued the blood of God. Oh, that one too. You didn't say amen. It is more precious than gold, silver, anything. I'm telling you. That is how expensive you are. This is why Reverend Yossi sang a song. No Adam for be, no Now, there is a person that talks about the fact that it me na na miti ayedei. Hey. Osi ni tima yende de de why? He is fully aware that I have been purchased with the most expensive commodity in any I mean planet. So I am not cheap. So when I walk, I walk in majesty. I walk in splendor. Why? I know my wealth. Have you realized how rich people walk? 
I have not seen a rich person walking like this. No, 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 no. We walk courteously. Why? Your wealth tells you how to walk. Why? Because you know that even if you have to push anything down, you carry what it takes to settle it. So there is no fear in your walk. Now, poor people. Hey. From today, I'll be checking how you walk. Even how you go to evangelize. When you know you are the most expensive commodity on earth, and by you, wealth is transmitted. When you enter into a house, you go this way. The blessing of the Lord are coming to your entrance. Give, spare me just five minutes of your time. Why? You know that by the time you are done with them in five minutes, something amazing will happen to them. This is the boldness we have in evangelism. We know who we are. Why? A sacrifice was made. And that sacrifice is so precious, so expensive that there is nothing on earth that can deny us access. Hallelujah. And it is required of us to also exemplify same sacrifice, same dedication in our work and in our livelihood so that we can express he who died for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today we want to study about some people in scripture. Then we understand that as Christians we, we can't please God and we can't be profitable unto God without this key element of sacrifice. One of such men is the man Abraham. Another is the man Enoch. These are men who exemplified a certain lifestyle that made them command respect in the heavens and even on the earth. Hallelujah. I, I said to us that we are not ordinary men, isn't it? Genesis chapter 22, the verse 1 to 18. And I read from the old King James. It said, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. The word tempt is the same word to prove. By this time, God had made Abraham aware that he was his friend. By this time, there was a testimony about Abraham that notified him as a prophet. Because he dwelt in a certain land and they took his wife. And God dealt with them. And God said, return this man's wife to him. For he is a prophet. He will pray for you and you shall be what? Restored. So Abraham wasn't an ordinary man. But it got to a time. And there was a need for a certain progression in the spirit. You see, there is glory to glory. Hello? There are dimensions in glory. Even now, the level you are in, there is another level the Lord is waiting for you to rise up to. And when Abraham was... Supposed to come to the realm of God. Hey, Listen, there is a realm where we come into oneness with God. That when you, when you take a thought, it is as if God has thought it. You say a thing, it is exact as God has said it. This was the realm he was introducing Abraham to. Why? Because in a previous chapter, they entered into a covenant. When he had to divide certain animals into two and part them this way. A haifa, a turtle dove. So they were like this. So the blood, when he cuts it, he parts it like this into the right side and the left side. And the blood was in the middle. Now, in the ancient time, it is said that about covenant, this is how the covenants operated. When they part the animal and the blood is like this, God was at the other end. Abraham was at the other end. Now, for the covenant to be established, they trade places. So Abraham went to that side, God came to that side. It means Abraham had taken the place of God and God has taken the place of Abraham. And when divinity takes the place of humanity, even the place of humanity turns into divinity because anywhere God appears, it assumes his posture. 
So, in that exchange, metaphorically or pictorially, what, meant, what it meant was this. Now, Abraham has assumed his God estate. But it was in the realm of the spirit. Not in the realm of men he can assume God, assume God's sake. So, Bible says in Genesis 22, that God now proved Abraham for him to also prove that indeed I have assumed my God estate. And God now said to Abraham, he called him and he said, here I am. And he said, take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou loveth, and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went into the place of which God had told him. Now listen to this. Did you see the narrative the Bible gives? Now take Isaac thy only son whom thou what? Now what did the scripture say? Whom thou what? For God so loved the world that he gave whom he loved. I told you Abraham was assuming the, his state of what? Godhood. Look at the test. The one whom you love. The, what God requested wasn't a joke. It was in Isaac that Abraham's lineage would be blessed. Take that one through whom everything about you will be blessed and bring to me. It is only in the God realm you can make such sacrifices. That is why we are not surprised the kind of offerings you give. You have not assumed certain estate. When you come to that place, there is no money that can hold you in prison. Because of what had happened, Abraham had capacity. He said, early morning, he didn't even talk to the wife. Hey, uh, look, there are things you don't consult men. There are many of us, there are things God has spoken to you to do. You are looking for the opinion and the, the impressions and the interpretations of men before you do it. You, are, you, you, you don't know your, your level yet. Even Satawale was wise, he said, I know my level. That's why he's humbling himself. He won't come and behave like a preacher. He knows his level. But you, a child of God, by now you should have known that the ultimate of God is not for me to be one who has been saved. But for me to be in man dwell. In man I dwell. A man in whom God fully dwells. Do you know that there is a scripture that speaks about a man called Jesus? In whom he said, and it pleased God that the fullness of the Godhead will bodily dwell. Up till date, God is still looking for men. He will bodily dwell. But what is your proof? That he can trust you. Because when he dwells in you in fullness, and there is need for a whole nation to be saved, won't your selfish attitude block it? Yeah. We are in church, aren't we? Am I preaching? Oh Lord, that I'll be able to give my all. Oh Lord, that there'll be nothing you request of me that I wouldn't be able to give. Abraham took him. No feelings. No fear. Do you know people don't joke with their sons? Especially if they are the only ones. Why? Because their name, their legacy will only carry on through them. So if God is requesting for your only son through whom you're living, 
He was so disciplined. What is this discipline? The dictionary says this about discipline. Control gained by requiring the, the right rules or orders to be obeyed. Control that is gained by what? Requiring the right rules. Anything you want to do, there is a way to do it. Do you know how to give to God? There is a way to give to God. And he accepts it. It answers some question we asked some time ago. I give, I give, I give. I don't see anything. How did you give? How you give matters. Tell somebody how you give. There is a way when you give an elder something, it is an insult. Hello? See, even before I got born again, I had this understanding that if I am giving an elder, let's say a gift of a shoe, it shouldn't be a shoe I have worn before that I present. He will not see it that I have used it and I'm bringing it. It will look new. But listen, he who blesses has seen it. Do you know the interpretation of it? Though you are somebody I look up to, but in this matter, I place myself first before you. In other words, even the blessing you are looking for, you have insulted that blessing. Hey, the place is quiet. I vowed I will never give anything to an elder I've used before. So one day, Pastor taught something. Pastor gave birth and someone went to visit and presented some things. Hey! I don't know whether it was third hand or fourth hand. And that was a man who was seeking blessing or the fourth hand. And listen, the mystery is this. That is the first male child that broke the matrix and you are going to sue it. Which revelation were you taking the thing to? To him? He being a pastor, mommy who's a pastor is there. Say the Lord bless you, I receive it. Now, what would the blessing happen? Do you know what happened in Genesis chapter 4? Two people went to sacrifice unto God. Listen, whatever God did, I mean, detests, if you do it to any of his choice men, it is the same re re response you get because they represent him. Now, it's not only about pastors, even you seated here, how people treat you matters. Because it will either provoke the goodness of God or the judgment of God. Have you not read the scripture that says that that's not my anointed, I mean, that's not my, my anointed, do my prophet no harm. Uh, we are all anointed. Though. That is why we must respect one another. I looked at the lady, I wish I could talk to her. Can you imagine, mommy, and I understood why she's still not found. And very beautiful. But after now, it's as if nobody sees her. The guys come, oh, hello, dear. We all broke you have go. And they leave. Or tell my prophet, I say, whom you see, you be a minute, who said, I dear, and then man will see that shadow. Hey, you two must come to common sense, because it is already written in Genesis chapter 4. Let's go there, Genesis 4. And I think verse 3. I said, what? Discipline. Discipline will make you go the extra mile to know what is needful. Why? Because there is a requirement for certain things to be done. <laughs> in the process of time, it came to pass that came brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Did you hear that? Good. Continue. And Abel also brought of the what? Firstlings. It is in our form. In other versions, livestock. That means that 
different, different, it represents different, different animals like uh, cattle, like goats, like sheep. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Many things. But he brought the first amongst all he had as animals. He said, <laughs> Oh, I've not finished. Hey, uh, you are closing early for us. Good. So he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel. Unto who? The person. And to his offering. He went to present an offering. But the respect, first of all, was unto him as a person. Second, unto his offering. Anytime we give offerings, eh, whatever we give, there must be, I mean, a retained respect upon you as a person and upon what you give as a gift. Who you are influences what you give. God knowing how serious he is about anything he does is the reason why he gave his best and his dearest. He gave what was unquestionable that ah, there was excess Verities left to accommodate any lapses the enemy will bring as, a, as an accusation. Hey, God gave a sacrifice that handled your today, tomorrow, and future wrongdoing. So as we speak, that is why the scripture is fulfilled. There is now therefore no condemnation for them that are in Christ. The payment was in essence. That is why that song makes meaning. With excess love, he has loved us. So I said, who you are will influence what? Ah. <laughs> that is why when somebody continues to give five CD, don't, don't worry the person. It is a reflection of the quality of the person's estate. So the same person mommy knows how to buy KFC. What is the lowest price of KFC? 24. Is it true? <laughs> now who to me, I took KFC 24 now, but sorry, five CD are the brutal. We're now Yemtima on here. Mommy, please forgive. <laughs> you, you must not eat God. So, God had respect for Abel. Now look at the sacrifice Abel gave. Of the first lanes. I'm a respectable man. If I'm expecting a gift, it should be a gift that communicates the respect the person has for me for being a respectful person. In the same understanding, I am giving something to God. Who is so precious to me to whom I believe I owe my life and so in my understanding of reverence now we are talking about who he was so he was looking at himself and saying the way I love excellence the way I love doing things in orderly, in an orderly manner let me not just take anything I have been observing my flocks amongst all of them these are the best these are the first bones let me offer them unto God to represent that he is first and foremost in my life. That also communicates that Abel had a personal relationship with God so he knew what God loved. That is why you don't get up to just give any gift. When you relate well with people, as they speak to you, you begin to know what their heart yearns for. Do you know that what Abel gave was a representation of God's Hidden agenda regarding salvation. That at an appointed time, I will give my only begotten son the first amongst all. He is the first among many brethren. 
I'll give my first and my best as a sacrifice for the redemption of all men. This is the kind of sacrifice Abel gave. It was a reminder of God's intent. Do you know you can give an offering and it remembers the Lord of the promise he made to a great grandfather and suddenly that which has never been is released into a family just because you made one sacrifice. So who are you? I think we have treated this subject many years. In fact, many months. When you give, do you give with this understanding? So in Hebrews, he says, by faith, Abel gave a more befitting sacrifice. And what is faith? Absolute dependence on the word of God. Absolute trust. So what has God said? What has God been saying so far? What has God taught you so far? Many years that you've been in church. By now, have you not learned the place of honor? Have you not learned that give? It shall be given. Present and second together, running over. Some men. The measure with which you give. Now, what is the measure? Now, fail the honor. One Ghana for your pocket. What thing you feel? But this is a bad mentality. Because this one Ghana, when they press down and shake it, and it's, how can it, it won't even come to the standard of running over. So in this case, tell somebody you need discipline. What is discipline? I said what? It is the control gained by requiring the right rules or orders that ought to be obeyed. Knowing how a thing is to be done. Do you know that even prayer? Jesus taught us how to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, honor him. Oh, call unto me and I'll answer and I'll show you great things. You've not even honored the Lord. You've not reverenced him. You'll be single. All this, your macho kind of prayer. Mommy, he taught us how to pray. When you start praying, our Father, my Father, come in a relationship. My sweet Father who loves me. Not only are you in heaven, but for my sake, you came down on earth. Not only did you come on earth, but you found an abode in my heart. What a joy, what a glory. I feel Papa Nitti also, wow, this my child. Kalomo Salata. Something will happen to this my child. Unquandi by a macho love. when I come. And bless you, bless me. He's looking at you. Brother. Why? You've not mastered the way things ought to be done. Abel knew what ought to be done and how it had to, had to be done. By the time God saw the, the sacrifice, it was like, wow, I can't wait to taste of it. Hello. Somebody say discipline. It is one pair. We, we need if our sacrifice will be complete. Discipline. Do you know when Abraham did the sacrifice? It got to a point. God, he was waiting for God to come for the thing. So that the, the, the covenant will be complete. And a gross darkness came upon him and he fell asleep. And the Bible says, vultures came. Do you know vultures? That which impede, that which opposes what you ought to do to ensure that what must come your way doesn't come. Why? Because what had to be done is not fulfilled. When your obedience is not complete, you will not be ready. You will not be prepared to punish any form of, I mean, disobedience. Your obedience must be complete. God said, take your son, come to Mount Moriah, kill him, and burn him for me. 
All these things must be obeyed. You, you can't change it. My tithe is first. And now I'm afraid no way this is going to be an oh, right there, my member will say, next month, bro. Your obedience is not complete. Hey! <laughs> when the, woman, the widow met the prophet, the prophet said, first, prepare me a little cake to eat first. The thing was small, it was sufficient enough for her and her son. So, if I eat first, that means one left. It is either mother will go or son will go. That is the kind of principle. Why? Because the principle of faith, absolute dependence. The reason why Abraham was obedient, he was disciplined to go and kill his son. Because Hebrews says that he had faith that this God that he was dealing with had the ability to raise the dead back to life. So he wasn't afraid. So that means that over the period, he has seen God manifest himself in diverse ways and he was highly informed. Do you look at the many things God has delivered you from. Don't you know that they are teachings to let you know how powerful, how potent he is in your life. Some of you, near accident cases he delivered you. Is it now that there is no money in your pocket you think you will not graduate? Oh. Hey, the place is quiet. They are closing. Abraham obeyed. Somebody said the second pearl is obedience. Obedience is compliance to what? Compliance with an order or a law. Compliance with what? An order or a law. This is what God has said. Exactly that I will do. Simple. Hello? Lord, is it in the Greek context or in the Hebrew context? Hey, you need it is in what Mary told the people. Whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. Is it okay? These are bells. There are many more. You see this thing about Abel thing. Eh? I was having a, a chat with pastor. And I said, pastor, explain something to me. Is it that the man took rotten fruit or something? He said, and pastor said, no. The problem is that Cain took himself out of the equation. Hey, answer now, but yeah, dear Mobin, one cast of a house, you're many a dear me, a bemede. And no, my king, I'm fine, can it do? So he just brought anything, he left himself out of the thing. So I wouldn't say that, hey, aspired food, bro, a bit problem to one pet. Not the only thing, but Abel. Whatever Abel did shows that he had record of his livestock. Some of you are very careless. I went to a company and said, I need, I mean, a stock. I need a list of your assets, asset list. One year, I have not seen it. Then I knew God would not have respect for such a man. Abel knew. His livestock, and you say, I have 5,000 new year, not more dogs, but of this multitude, he knew those who were firstborns amongst them. If you are not somebody who keeps record, you will not be able to know which is which. But Abel knew, hey, among the ghosts, this is the firstborn, what Doris had selecting the year. He had a, an accountability, I mean, mindset. Fresh notes now, they come again. Now, they open and need to say, your area more uh, street light pa, 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 pa. and then we'll park out the bus tight. Oh, the 
Hey, you must come to a result. The best of all I have is to God. It got to a point when I have this understanding. I had this understanding. One day, a man of God was sitting. I said, I won't spend any huge amount on myself. I have not first spent on God. So any seed I have not sold before, I don't chop in my mouth. Charlie, the things people do, you have no idea. 